You're listening to The Wedding Whisperer with Sarah Burton of Simply Love Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. So I'm here with Kevin and Anna Thompson with Kevin and Anna Photography, and we are going to do an introduction into all things wedding photography today. We've talked a lot about your budget. We've talked about getting your venue, and once you've got your venue and your date solidified, the next thing you want to do is book your photographer. So thank you all for joining us today. You are going to be the first photographer that we talk to on the Wedding Whisperer podcast. Thanks for having us, Sarah. Thanks for having us. So let's talk a little bit about you all. How long have you been shooting together as a husband and wife team? Uh, just a little over 10 years. And so, Kevin, you originally started the business, didn't you? I did, yes, before I met Anne. I was doing a lot of event photography and just all kinds of ex- exploration. Okay. And so do you all only shoot weddings? That is what we specialize in, okay. I would say. Um, but we also have another little side business where we do a lot of branding photography for businesses as well. Okay. Why do you primarily focus on weddings? What is it that you enjoy so much about them? Well, when Kevin and I first met, like he said, we explored and tried a lot of different things to do. We tried babies, we tried families, <laughs> and we quickly realized what kind of we were very interested in and what kind of we excelled in, and that was couples. We really just loved meeting couples who were actually really excited to take pictures and just getting to know them. And then as we started taking the pictures, we really loved to grow in the wedding vendors as well in the industry. So when I meet with couples and they're talking about they're looking for certain styles in photography. So I made a list of the ones that I think are the most common requested. And so just as talking about photography as a whole, tell me if you think these are accurate. Light and airy, which is probably what I would describe you as. I feel like warm has definitely become more popular in the last two or three years. There's a dark and moody and then more of kind of like a timeless. Are there other types or styles that you would mention? I mean, those are the main ones. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be a trendy edit that someone does or how they affect colors. It's always going to change. Yeah, I, I remember when we first got married and we were just starting photography, there was a lot of filters and stuff. I feel like that's kind of phased out. It seems like most people are more consistent, but I would say those are probably the main three if you're just looking overall without getting really detailed into photography itself. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I look back at our images from 10 years ago. I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> We've grown a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, the, with, with style, I think it's important. You know, what will you think looking back 10 years from now? I feel like we kind of have a brighter, warmer, like classic style. We're pretty true to color. I like to see the detail in people. You know, dark and moody can be cool, but you can also lose some of the details in that too. It's just, it's kind of a balance. I agree with that. I actually love dark and moody, but I do agree that you can lose some of the details sometimes. As I've worked on galleries for Bridal Bliss Magazine, there have been times where I've loved the details, but they are hard to see. I never really thought too much into that, but that is very true. So whenever a couple reaches out to the photographer about potentially shooting their wedding, what should they tell you in their initial email? What should they ask you? What's the process for a bride booking you for photography? 
You know, I think the most basic realistic answer would be, you know, obviously the details of their wedding. Um, but for us, you know, we want to go beyond that. We want to get to know you a little bit. We would love to know more about your personality, kind of what you're actually looking for in a photographer is really important to us too. And so whenever you do an initial consultation with a couple, is that kind of via Zoom phone call? Do you do consultations? Yeah, COVID's kind of changed the game, I would say. You know, when we first started out, we did a lot of coffee shops, but a lot of people seem to be pretty busy these days. So usually we do phone calls, but if the couple really wants to do a Zoom, we can do that too. Okay. And whenever a couple is kind of interviewing photographers per se, is there a certain amount you encourage them to talk to to see who's the best fit for them? Uh, not necessarily. I think it's more just about like you're going to spend literally your whole wedding day with your photographer. So it's kind of like, do you feel comfortable with them? Do your personalities match? You know, that kind of thing. And obviously you want to love their style because they're not going to change their style just for your wedding. So you love them, their personality, their style, you get along with them well. Those are you know, the biggest things. Okay. And you talked about spending the whole day with each other. How many hours do you recommend a couple book a photographer for on the wedding day? Typically eight hours is enough time. You know, some weddings need 10. Last year we did a 12 hour wedding. So, but usually eight hours covers it. So if you don't know going into it, do you recommend the couple books eight hours? And then as it gets closer to the wedding day, then you do a timeline and see if they need to add on coverage. So when a couple books with us, they're asking about that. If they're traveling a lot or they're doing like a Catholic mass, we kind of upfront tell them, hey, you're probably going to need a little extra time, but let's not worry about that right now. About eight weeks before your wedding, we're going to send you a wedding questionnaire. And as we go through that wedding questionnaire, we'll make a timeline and say, hey, we might need to add a little bit more time or we might not need to add time. So it's not our goal to add time, but, you know, it's always a good plan in the back of your mind to have it just in case. And so, too, when I'm working with couples and we start talking about logistics, like where are you getting ready at? The place where they are getting ready at versus where the ceremony's at, where the reception at. A lot of times they don't necessarily think about the travel time eating up photography time. So that is something I always try to encourage to keep things as close together as possible. It may not always be the cheapest option per se, but a lot of times it really does benefit in the long run with photography to have things close together. Yeah. And actually we send our couples a lot of informational emails throughout the year. And that's one of the first emails we sent um, is actually like most important things on your wedding day. And we do suggest getting ready either at the venue or really close to where you're going to take a majority of your photos, like you said, because you can waste like 30 minutes in the car super easily. And those could be extra time you don't have to pay or more time for pictures. Absolutely. So the other thing that when couples are looking for photographers that typically come with a photography package is an engagement session. Is that something that comes with your packages? We offer an engagement session with every package. We really want to get to know the couple. We want them to feel comfortable with us and our posing style because we've noticed like a night and day difference between like just showing up on a wedding day, having never met the couple, they're not comfortable. Like the pictures don't go as efficiently, like the process just isn't as smooth. But when we do an engagement session, it's like we're already friends. They know us, they know what to expect and everything just goes super smooth because of that. And to add to that, you know, when we first started, we didn't 
include an engagement session. And then once we started, we saw so much power in it because, you know, the wedding day moves so much faster. And so a lot of the fun games and the prompts and the exciting things that we do um, during the engagement session almost flow naturally on the wedding day because they're so excited and they're so comfortable and confident that we don't have to do as much of that stuff. And the couple gets so many more pictures because we're not working out those awkward moments anymore. And I think it typically, it really benefits the groom a lot of times there because they're more camera shy. They don't have their photo made as much and they feel more comfortable with you um, in general. And I think they're more apt to listen to you and take your guidance when they've done the engagement session. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of grooms aren't necessarily looking forward to their engagement session, but almost all of our grooms are like, that was way more fun than I expected it to be, you know, because I mean, we play a lot of games, our posing's more interactive and fun and laid back. So that's kind of our goal is for everyone to have fun and to feel comfortable. And so one of the things that I did want to touch on is um, pricing for photography in Lexington. That is truly all across the board. I would say minimum is going to be around the 2000 for one photographer, all the way up until we have six, eight, ten thousand dollars photographers here. When it comes to budget and allowing for photography in a couple's budget, how do you recommend that they make that a priority for them? You know, when I got married, I kind of had this idea in my head, and I feel like it's kind of stayed true. I say, pick the top three things that are most important to you. Most people, I would say that's the venue, the dress, and the photographer. And then sometimes it can be the food. Yeah, it can be the food. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think it's also really important someone is hiring you, Sarah, or a wedding planner, because before they get too deep in other parts like food and alcohol that maybe don't matter as much to them, they may spend a lot of their budget that they didn't necessarily want to spend. So I think that's the most important thing. Whether you have a $10,000 budget or a $50,000 budget, I think just having someone that can be there to guide you so that you can pick those things that are a little bit more expensive, like a photographer, like a venue, and then that can allow them to pick those things that they really want and not have to worry about the rest. But at the end of the day, you know, the photos are what you're going to hang on your wall. You're going to look at them every day of your life almost. It's what you take with you from the wedding. So um, being a wedding photographer and just meeting people and telling people what we do, that's like the biggest thing that I get from people. I wish I had spent more money on my photographer. They didn't capture it, you know, a very good job. So it's kind of like, you know, you can't go back and retake your wedding photos. It's like, you know, that's what you remember. You're not going to remember a lot of the other parts or... And not to get too technical on here with photography itself, um, because that can be confusing to most people who just want nice pictures, is that there are a lot of things just because somebody has a really great Instagram page or just has really pretty high-end pictures doesn't mean that they're necessarily really good at wedding photography. Um, Wedding photography is very interesting because if you're a wedding photographer, you're almost a jack-of-all-trades photographer. So you're really good at event photography. You're really good at portrait photography. You're really good at details. And sometimes it can be really hard to find somebody who is really good at all of them. And being this business for 10 years, I know that I've grown in totally different aspects of photography that I never thought imaginable. So having somebody that's really seasoned, that is willing to show work from all sides and not just their Instagram page, I think is super important. 
Because if, if, you know, you have great lighting conditions on your wedding, then obviously it's easier to shoot, but wonder if there's a storm or it snows or kind of the best photographers know how to make the best of any kind of situation. And we've literally seen every kind of wedding where it's rained all day long to where I thought the roof of the barn was going to blow off because it was so windy. And I mean, we, we've seen a lot to cakes melting, to having to, to rush into cutting the cake two hours early. You know, we're we're very flexible and we can. And I think that's something over time too, whenever um, couples start paying more and investing more into their photography and any vendor, they have that reassurance um, knowing that you've been there on wedding days, you've handled the most random scenarios and you're quick and you can think on your feet whenever you have to. Yeah, one of the best compliments a bride I think gave us was one time it just poured all day on her wedding and it was devastating. You know, normally that doesn't happen. Like I can think in 10 years, only a handful of weddings where we didn't catch a break all day long. And, you know, I could tell the bride was, you know, a little disappointed, but the goal of that day was just to keep her not worrying about that and to just have her have fun and know that like we had it taken care of. And when she got her pictures back, she told me, she's like, I don't even feel like it was raining. It doesn't even look like I, you know, had a rainy wedding day. And, you know, that's the goal is like Kevin said is, you know, make the best out of every situation. You know, it is your day and that, you know, you have to remember that's the way it was, but it doesn't mean you have to let it control the whole day. Absolutely. And so to talking about the wedding day, you all shoot weddings together. Typically, I think that's part of the investment when it comes to photography. A lot of times the pricing can be a bit higher when it is a husband and wife team versus when it is one photographer and they are finding a second shooter a week or two before the wedding. Um, So that's something I always encourage my couples whenever they are hiring a photographer to ask who the second shooter is going to be. Is it somebody you've shot with before or is it somebody that you might be shooting with for the first time? Because I think you all have your nonverbal cues across the, the church and the ceremony. You can talk to each other. Because you've done weddings together for 10 years. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of people think, oh, you can just split up and you'll do different things. Well, we're a little bit different in the sense we're we're a team. So we, we coordinate together, but differently. So you're not just getting like Kevin is the main shooter and me as a second shooter. You're getting more us being professionals at different aspects of the day. So for example, I'm really good at doing the detail photos, you know? And so while I'm doing that, Kevin is doing getting ready pictures. And then while I'm posing the couple, Kevin's making them laugh. And then he's shooting kind of a wide frame while I'm shooting a tight frame. So it's almost like a dance between us um, that allows couples to get almost like double the amount of images and double the amount of experience. And variety as well. And so you talked about looking more into a photographer more outside of just their Instagram and website highlights. Is it okay for a couple to ask you to see a whole gallery from a wedding day from start to finish? Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with people asking that. I mean, we blog every wedding, so most people can kind of see our whole a whole wedding snapshot on there so they can see the different lighting situations, how we handle that, but if another photographer doesn't offer that, you know, I would ask to see a full gallery to make sure they And I would ask maybe to see a gallery that's if they have shot at the venue that you're getting married at or a similar venue. Yeah, I mean, because 
you know, they, like, like Kevin said, you know, if it's, if it's a really good lighting situation, the photographer may rock the wedding, but if it's, you know, um, for example, Buffalo Trace is kind of a difficult place to shoot. It's pretty dark in there. And so if you have someone that's not good with flashes or just knows how to handle that situation, it might not be what you're expecting from their Instagram. Perfect. Is there anything else you all want to share with couples, like as they're looking for a photographer for their wedding day? Yeah, we just tell couples, you know, there are, there are two really important things, and we've probably already touched on this, but just really getting to know your photographer. You know, you want to look back and, and know that you picked someone that you can trust and that you really, um, for us, we want to become friends beyond the wedding day. We we don't want to just, you know, shoot your wedding and then say bye. You know, we want to see you hanging out around town and catch up with your life. And as you, you know, have kids, you know, we actually, you know, you asked us before if we do any other photography. We do love to continue that relationship with our couples and every once in a while shoot their families and stuff like that. Perfect. Well, thank you all. I appreciate you yeah. all being on here and to share all the things wedding photography. Thanks for having yeah, us, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. For more information about Simply Love Studio or to schedule your wedding consultation, go to simplylovestudio.com.